Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. I've been looking uh, in the scripture as we're looking and dealing with these end-time situations that are going on, and uh, in particular, as we look at the uh, what's going on in Ukraine and what's going on around the country with the NATO nations and uh, all the other different dynamics and factors that are involved in this process. But the Lord really, y'all, has me really focused on uh, each one of us as believers. But I've got to pay particular focus and attention uh, on what the scriptures are talking about. And uh, I want to invite you to the book of uh, St. Matthew chapter 24 is where we will begin our journey. The answers or a reference to solutions are contained within the scriptures. St. Matthew 24 and 3 in the King James Version of the text, listen at what it says. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Because the disciples asked Jesus to give them answers to two specific events. The sign of thy coming, also known as the rapture, and of the end of the world. Okay? And I believe the Lord wants us to focus in even further on the sign of thy coming, understanding that the sign of thy coming, notice is not S, signs, but it says the sign of thy coming, meaning that there's only one sign. And what's that one sign? Calamity going on within the world at the same time. And so many people want to look at multiple signs, but the Lord says there's one sign with much activity within that one sign and calamity and, and misfortune and, and deceit and evil is going on at the same time all over the world. And that's part of that sign dynamic. All right. When somebody goes into the store and say, you know, I want to buy, you know, I want some grapes and automatically you focus on all of the number of grapes in that cluster. Well, in this case, it's not plural, it's singular, sign, sign, what is the sign of thy coming? And that's a whole lot of demonic and societal challenge that's going on at the same time. Okay, we got, I told y'all I wasn't going to talk about it too much, but we got all this going on in Ukraine right now. Then right now, First Lady and I were talking and uh, gas prices in California, I think are up to $9 a gallon. I filled up today 
$4.25 a gallon. And I want to just take a sidebar, if I could, as, as if I were in a courtroom. And one of the greatest opportunities and places to evangelize right now is at the gas pump, all right? Because while you're pumping your gas, people are going to be, oh, this gas is so high. Oh, I can't believe it. This gas is so high. And it is high. But instead of you joining in with them talking about the high price, high prices of gas and just let them go on. Then you say, yeah, that's true. But I'm counting on my God to supply all my need according to his riches and glory. So I'm looking for an increase. I'm looking for people to start gifting me gas. I'm looking uh, for my finances to go up. I'm looking for ways out of nowhere. And when they hear you talk that way about uh, about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provideth, you're going to be amazed at the kind of responses you're going to get. So instead of being drawn into negativity, talk about the goodness of your God who knows how to make a way out of no way. Now I get back to my teaching. So it says, sign, what shall be the sign of thy coming? And that's what I'm going to work on, that particular question. Verse 4 says, here it is, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. And I want to talk about that for a moment. He said, take heed or be aware or be watchful that nothing or no one deceives you. I'm going to take it to another level. And not just call it deceive, but I'm or or deception, but I'm going to add to it and call it spiritual deception. Right now, you all, we are in the midst of the of 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 a tremendous era of spiritual deception. All right, because each one of us, even though we exist in flesh and blood, we are spirit beings. All right. We are spirit beings. And if the spirit is not alive in us, then this earthly tabernacle known as our body has no life or activity. Have you ever noticed when someone passes this life? All right. The physical body's still there, but the thing that gives that, gives that body its life is the spirit of God. Okay. And so we must understand, even though we're 100% human, we're also 100% spiritual because it's the spirit of God that empowers us to live right and, and, and to exist on this earth. So as we look at this passage of scripture and the context and the content and the context of our teaching tonight, we will find uh, that appropriate term, spiritual deception fits that verse. So I'll begin by telling you what spiritual deception means. Spiritual deception, watch this y'all, is the manipulative demonic attack of Satan. Is where Satan attacks you, attacks you through people or attacks you through situations for the purpose of manipulating your spirit all right. And he works through people and he works through situations. And what he does is he focus his he presents facts in such a way to get you to accept 
the deception as true, as valid, and real when it's really false and fake and a fraud. A master manipulator is good at communicating to you the fact that the lie that he wants you to believe is the truth. Oh, y'all, he gonna paint that lie so good until you will fool around. And if you continue to listen and entertain and be affected by conversation, that manipulative attack against your life, you will begin to think that it is indeed truth and something that you can participate in. I would just kind of sum it up and say, it, it is trickery and fraud by Satan at his, at his highest level, all right? And he's not gonna show up himself. People, people, I can remember as a kid growing up, they would paint the picture of Satan in a red jumpsuit with a long tail on it. And he had a pitchfork in his hand. Well, Satan, Satan don't look like that no more. Satan don't sound like that no more. He comes in as a friend, sounding like a friend, looking like a friend, walking like he's good, talking like he's good. And so that's what the Bible verse is saying. Don't be spiritually deceived. Watch this. In the last days. Y'all, we are living in the last days. And deception is at a high level right now where the devil is trying to get God's people to disconnect from him. That's the ultimate goal of Satan's spiritual deception is to get the people of God to disconnect, all right, from the source of God or the power of God. I'm a good one, y'all, for uh, not plugging in my devices when I'm working on it. And when I turn my laptop on or my phone or, or any of my electronic devices, and I won't look at the battery strength or the battery life, I just turn it on, turn it on, focus on is the fact that what I turned on is working. And that's what Satan wants to do in this season of deception. He does not want you to look at the level of spiritual energy and spiritual determination and spiritual drive that we have. He just wants us to look at the fact if it comes on, it must be working. All right. If God is blessing you, your life must be where God wants you to be. And he does not want us to stay connected to the source of our power but he wants us to uh, rely on the power within all of us. I'll be the first, and I think you all agree with me. None of us have the sufficient power to make it through this journey on our own. And one of the things that'll happen, and has happened to me many times, you'll see a message that comes up, y'all. A message that says 20% power left, 10% power left. Then you'll get a white sign that comes up and says, you only have 5% power left. And before you know it, you're frantically looking for your power cord to reconnect. And in most cases, you can't find it. And that that you were working on automatically cuts off because 
The power is no longer connected to what you're working on. The power is not in a laptop. The power is not in a tablet, but the power is in what the tablet is connected to. And that's the point that I want to make in our teaching tonight. Your power is not in your determination to live right. Your power and your ability to stay focused is not in the fact that you're a good person, but your power and your success spiritually is connected to the simple point that, y'all hear me well, the simple point that we stay connected to the source of power. And that source of power is Jesus himself. But in his quest to get you to think that you have within you to do what needs to be done, that's what the devil uses to deceive you. If it's working now, it'll be working fine later. If it feels okay now, it'll be feeling okay later. But y'all, the devil is tricky and he's a master of deception. And he was so angry that he got eliminated out of heaven. And he immediately began to see how he could deceive that that God created. And I want you all to know that the devil's been deceiving God. He's been attempting, attempting to deceive God's people for a long, long time. And so I now want to invite you to the book of Genesis, the second chapter. And we're going to deal with this spirit of deception that has been released into the land at a level that probably none of us have never seen before. And the target of that deception is you and I, all of us, because the Satan wants us to not walk where God wants us to walk, to not live where God has mandated we live, and not to enjoy what God has exclusively, and I say that word again, exclusively, y'all, we can't do everything and we can't touch everything. And wherever there's a commandment from God that says, thou shall not, that's the area where Satan focuses in on to try to convince us that we can. And if we do, we'll be okay. And one of the, I, I, uh, I often say that grace, God's favor is, is our greatest friend. But in this season right now, y'all, Grace is also one of our biggest enemies because God does not release the kind of punishment and judgment Im immediately upon us. That's why he gives us new mercies every day. He gives us an opportunity to get it right and to do it right and to flow right. And that's why I want to take you now to the book of beginning, Genesis, the second chapter, the 15th through the 17th verses in the amplified version of the text. Listen at how it reads. It says, so the Lord God took the man he made and settled him or set him in the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man saying, listen at this, y'all, you may freely or unconditionally eat the fruit from every tree of the garden, but only from the tree of knowledge or recognition of good and evil, you shall not eat. Otherwise, on the day that you eat from it, you shall mostly certainly die because of your disobedience. So deception leads to disobedience 
and ultimately to destruction. And that's what the devil does. He operates in steps and he operates in phases. And the Lord told his creation, he said, there's one tree. And I want you to notice where God said he put it. He put it in the middle of the garden of Eden. He put it in the middle. In other words, they had to travel to get to the unforbidden places. And that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to get you to walk away where God has planted you. Because if he can't deceive you and he can't get you, y'all hear me tonight, he can't get you if you stay where God has planted you. And that's where I want to drop the first word of encouragement to you all tonight is to tell you stay planted where God has put you. There's a message I used to preach called stay in your put place. All right. Stay in that place where God put you. You may have to cry sometime, but stay where God put you. You may be lonely sometime, but stay where God put you. Because if God wanted to put you somewhere else, you would be somewhere else. We are people and creatures uh, that are preferred by God. I say it again. We're not perfect, but I do know we are preferred by God. And God is saying tonight to us, saints, stay in that put place. Stay in the church. Stay where God wants you. And y'all, we got to watch this pandemic. This pandemic, y'all, had blessings attached to it, as well as curses and difficulty attached to it. Because what the devil does, he looks where God is operating, and then he goes, and that's where he releases his influence and his power. Because if you really be honest, and I've mentioned this before, in the pandemic, y'all, we have been blessed. We've been blessed. Some of our savings accounts uh, have higher balances than they've ever had in them because we haven't been able to go out to eat and blow money on going out to eat. We haven't been able to go to the movies. And, and you know, with popcorn and pop being as high as it is and the admission to the movies, y'all, you can spend $50 either going to the movie. Well, we had to do Netflix and most of y'all got the passcode uh, from some of your relatives or friends. So y'all don't even play for Netflix and Hulu and all that other stuff. Y'all done got fire sticks. So y'all done save money there, all right? Uh, you know, we're not spending money on gas. Uh, they had all kind of stimulus grants that were given. Uh, they had all, God allowed all kind of things to happen, even mortgage forbearance. I know uh, some people that got six months to a year without even having to pay a mortgage. And so if I don't have to pay a mortgage for three months, six months or a year, guess what I'm doing? As they say in the street, I'm stacking that paper. I'm saving that in the bank. And so y'all, so much, God has made us healthy. We didn't have to go to the doctors and spend money on this, that, and the other. In other words, God has blessed y'all, even entrepreneurship, God has even blessed it, y'all, where we could get payroll protection grants and where we could get small business loans and, and all kinds of stimulus programs to help us in our business that would increase our net worth and our bottom lines financially. And what people did is disconnected from the God who brought that resource their way. They said, I'm doing good now. My pockets is fat. My change ain't strange no more. So I can go ahead and live. And 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 the, and watch this, y'all. The fact that we could not gather for worship, people took that as 
I can take a break from church. And so what they did is they connected from church because uh, I know on our on our uh, YouTube and Facebook platforms, y'all, when we first started and people couldn't get in church, man, we would have sometimes four or five thousand views. But now we just settled in because people have watched this. They used to say, I'm going to worship, but they say, now nah, I'm going to watch church. And so what the devil is doing is deceiving us to disconnect from the power source of God. And it's something about that disconnect, y'all. When you initially disconnect, you're going to be as strong, your device is going to be as strong as the person who maintains that connection. And it takes a while for your power to diminish. And so, so, so naturally, so spiritually, it may look like people are doing good because they've disconnected. They may think it's cute that they don't go to church anymore. They may think it's cute that, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to go to lunch. I'm going to go to brunch. I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to that. But, oh, no, I ain't going to church. No, no, I can't go to church. And the church is probably more uh, clean and sterile than any other area, any other place you've ever went. Y'all, I'm here to tell y'all tonight, we cannot allow the devil to deceive us. And so many have been deceived because watch this, the level of worship had to change. And I believe that what God was doing in that dynamic of the pandemic is he was allowing us to reset. He was allowing the gossiper to get out your business. He was allowing the busybody to get his or her mouth off of you. God was allowing you to clarity of refocusing your passions. Because sometime in ministry, y'all, we can get so connected to the work of the church until we don't realize we've missed the worship of the church. And so God was reconnecting us with worship. He was recreating, he was, he was reconnecting us with ourselves and he was clearing our minds and he was clearing our schedules so we could pray more, so we could do the things that he required of us. And the enemy, the devil showed up in the midst of that and he introduced deception. Wherever God uses something to define us, you better believe the devil is going to show up to try to deceive us. Because in that Bible story, in Genesis, the second chapter, God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden to begin to define their life. And so Satan saw where God was getting ready to define them. And so he shows up to deceive him. And I'm saying that to all of us today. What is the sign of thy coming? One of the sign is where God wants to define, you can count on Satan being there to try his best to deceive. And you, my brother, you, my sister, is the are the focus of what he's trying to deceive right now. And he doesn't care how he do it. Watch this same Genesis, the third chapter, beginning at the first verse in the amplified version of the text. Watch this, y'all. It says, now the serpent, watch this, was more crafty or more deceitful than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent, Satan, said to the woman, can it really be that God said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Now, let me just take a minute there. Eve had no idea that the serpent represented Satan because that had not been defined yet, that the serpent represented Satan. 
the serpent only began to gain the reputation of Satan after he deceived Adam and Eve and God cursed him and put him on his belly to crawl through life because at this point, the serpent or the snake walked. And so he walked up on Eve. That's why you've got to watch in this season of deception what walks up on you. Oh, y'all hear me tonight. You've got to, you got to be careful what you entertain and who you entertain. Stop letting people talk in your ear all the time about what's wrong with you and what you're connected to is not godly. Stop letting people drink, bring all that, all that life garbage and deposit in your life. Don't let the enemy, somebody give you an idea of something you need to do in order to gain an advantage of life. And you may not know how deceptive it is, but y'all, they talking in your ear and they saying what they need to say about you, saying what they need to say to you. That's what the devil did. He began to deceive Eve. And listen at what he says. And the serpent said to the woman, can it really be that God has said, you shall not eat from the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree, watch this, which is in the middle of the garden. And so Satan is talking to Eve on the outskirts of the put place. And he's trying to convince her that there's more if you take a walk with me. Y'all, that's what Satan is trying to make us think tonight, that there's more if you take a walk with me. The church is outdated, take a walk with me. Worship ain't real. Take a walk with me. Praying is not relevant. Take a walk with me. You're waiting for God to move, but you got to do it yourself. Take a walk with me. Now watch this, y'all. I'm really excited. Watch this. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the fruit of the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree, which is in the middle of the garden. God said, you shall not eat from it, nor touch it. Otherwise you will die. Now watch this. But the serpent said to the woman, you certainly will not die. Woo, y'all. That serpent talking, ain't he? That's how deceit works. The devil get to talking to you and tell you, you ain't going to get caught. You ain't going to get in trouble. But the serpent said to the woman, you certainly will not die. Watch this. For God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open. That is, you will have, watch this, greater awareness or a greater life advantage if you walk away from what God has already established. You need more, walk away. You need to be stronger, walk away. You need to be married, walk away. You need to be rich, walk away. You need some answers now, walk away. This thing ain't working walk away. Whatever we do tonight, saints, we must not walk away, and we've got to start listening to the voice of Satan. And he doesn't matter. He doesn't care. Talking about sign, y'all. Part of that sign thing is a master manipulator and a spiritual deceiver. And I want to let y'all know that the devil is a liar and a deceiver, but wherever you at now is not where you're going to finish. Stay in your put place. 
Woo, don't journey to the to the middle. They say the middle is the sweet spot. In golf, they tell us hit the ball in the middle. That in the middle of your club, that's the sweet spot. Well, we aren't going to identify with what man says is the sweet spot. Because any spot with God, woo, is the best spot and the best position you can be in. He may not come when you want him, but if you walk away, y'all, he'll never show up. He may show up to get you out of trouble. Why get in trouble when you can stay safe? We got to trust in the Lord, y'all. We may eat from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree, which is in the middle of the garden. God said, you shall not eat from it nor touch it. Otherwise you will die. But the serpent said to the woman, you certainly will not die. For God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open. That is, you will have greater wellness, awareness, and you will be like God. Uh-oh, there we go knowing the difference between good and evil. And when the woman saw, what, here it is. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delightful to look at, y'all, Satan ain't gonna mess with you with nothing that's ugly and unattractive and don't feel good or taste good. That that unforbidden place looked good, tasted good and feel good. Satan can't trick you, y'all. If you don't walk into a place that's, that appears to bring the answers to what you need out of life, he ain't going to mess with you with something that's not going to produce joy and peace and happiness and well-being and all. He ain't going to mess with you there, but he only going to mess with you with that. That looks like it's the answers to your life challenges. And listen at this. He says, for God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open. That is, you will have greater awareness and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. Like God means a spirit of independence. The spirit of deception right now in the church world and in the worship experience is trying to make God's people think you can be like God. You don't need to be connected to the source of God because I'm going to give you something that's going to give you a greater sense of accomplishment. You're not going to have to wait like everybody else is waiting. I'm going to give you what you need. Y'all, we, most of our lives, y'all, most of our lives, we've been blessed by what we've asked God for. But now in this season, God is getting ready to give you, whoo, he's getting ready to give you what he wants you to have. Most of us have not gotten what God wants us to have. Most of us have gotten and received what we've asked God for. And y'all, I don't know about you. I don't want to miss that season where God gives me what he wants me to have. And it may be a temporary moment of waiting, but they that wait upon the Lord, they shall. Renew that. Let me keep going here, y'all. And it says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delightful to look at and the tree to be desired in order to make one wise, there it is, one wise and insightful, she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she gave some to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of the two of them were opened that is, their awareness increased, and they knew that they were naked, and they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves covering. It said their awareness increased. 
They were aware of what was around them, the dangers, the good, the bad, and the evil. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Our Sunday morning worship service at 1030 a.m. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.